Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to swore in the 402. Welcome to the Nebraska Hawks these guys are brave! They're Hawkeyes, living in enemy territory. Listen, these guys are way past their point. But they're still Hawkeyes! They're spreading the Hawkeye hype to all of Nebraska! The Frost Advisory is cancelled! Corn Huskers, more like corn suckers. Are you ready for this podcast? Let's go, Hawks! All right, welcome back to the Nebraska Hawks Nest, your Hawkeye Oasis located in a Nebraska desert. Now, guys, we're excited today, so take a deep breath. We got a lot to go over here. We're with Sean Roberts today. He's got a big, big rap sheet of titles. So, all right, sit back, relax, and listen to this. Host and producer for KXNO Morning Rush, host of the Sean Tourage, Drake men's basketball in-game host, maybe most important Grandview University alumnus, and starting to get a little bit of a beat on the street, Sean, Mr. Des Moines, like you're really getting to be a big representative of the city of Des Moines. How's it going, man? Uh, it's going good. Uh, very, uh, very excited. That's the first time everyone's, uh, you know, like my buddies kind of jokingly, sarcastically call me the voice of Des Moines, which I don't yeah. know, you know, but uh, I know it's more of a joke, but I'll take it. Um, yeah. It's going good. I'm I'm excited to uh, hop on here, man. Everybody, like everything that you have out on social media, I feel like is like should be on like the Des Moines Tourism website. It's like a positive <laughs> beacon of like Drake Athletics, you know, KXNO, like always, you know, Bacon Fest. Like I didn't even know that was a thing till you. Like lots of cool stuff. But want to go back? I want to touch real quick too on the whole Grand Grandview University. I took classes there. That place has been injected with steroids over the last 10 to 15 years. I mean, it was a little crackerjack box school back when I went there. And it is, I mean, it's big, kind of getting big time. It's knocking on the door. What, what's going on there? Uh, I, to be honest with you, it's grown tr- so much since I've been there. 
So yeah. I went. I started going there the fall of '09, um, okay. and then graduated summer 2012. My first year, or my last year there, is when they came with the L apartments, and that was like the big thing. Like they, okay. they got these massive apartments is where like the juniors and seniors are going to live, and uh, and then I left there, and all of a sudden they got buildings and bridges and whatever else they got going on. They redid like two or three buildings. Um, yeah. it's, it's massive. I would say athletics has a lot to do with it though. If I, that, yeah. Personally, that's what I think it is. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, they're doing it well. I mean, they're, they're doing it well. The campus is beautiful now and not that it was bad before, but they really hit a niche in Des Moines. I mean, you had Drake, Drake's not, you know, Drake's a wonderful school. Like one of the, mm-hmm. I think one of the best in the Midwest, if not the country, but a lot of kids like that smaller, more intimate campus. Grandview really gave kids an, another option there. So, that was very cool. So we're going to bust in here and talk about a lot of what you do. Um, so I want to talk about the um, KXNO Morning Rush. So anybody that is listening, when you're in Des Moines, pull it up on online to KXNO. The Morning Rush is gotten to be one of my favorite Iowa sports talk shows. You guys really um, hit on a lot of interesting topics with Iowa sports. And with me being in Nebraska, you guys helped me get that fix out here. I stream it online. <laughs> and um, the, the morning dump, I freaking love. Hilarious. <laughs> I laugh every time I hear that. Um, tell us everything you do at KXNO because you're kind of a jack of all trades there. Uh, yeah. So um, I guess we'll start with the, the bread and butter, the morning rush. Um, I'm a producer, host, whatever you want to call me. Um, producer first though, for, for sure. Um, I just, that's pretty much what I do on that show. And then I host the Saturday morning pregame and the Saturday morning pregame came along a few years ago. Um, we were looking to kind of be, make it almost like a minor leagues type deal in a sense where it was like, Hey, these are, these are the, this is the future of our station. We want them to start getting reps as far as hosting live shows on the station. That's Um, cool. But also, it was also to kind of keep us happy, right? Like, because at that yeah. point, I had been there for five, six years, and I was like, okay, where's this going? What am I doing here? Uh, my vision is I want to be a host. I feel like I've worked hard enough to at least get that opportunity, and so it came together, and, and we've been doing it three, three years now. We just had our best ratings ever in the last fall book um, for it, and so the show keeps growing, and it's getting better, and it's definitely something – Come football season, it's definitely something that we love that people, when they're driving to Iowa City or they're driving to Ames or wherever they are in the state of Iowa, it grows. Um, yeah. So I, I do that um, and then kind of just whatever needs. Sometimes I, I'll work a wild game, uh, an Iowa wild game, where I'll just produce that back in the studio. Uh, someone needs a fill-in host somewhere. If, I, if I'm available, I do that. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what I do for the station. Yeah, we were, um, I went out to be on the Murph and Andy show the week of the Nebraska Iowa football game. And I think that's really where I kind of stumbled upon hearing about you guys being, um, around those studios. And I'm really glad that I did because it's become one of my go to shows to really find out, you know, the beat of what's going on with Northern Iowa, Drake, you know, a lot of the yeah. schools that you don't hear about, especially out here in Nebraska. So the morning rush. KXNL, you guys look it up if you get a chance. It's it's a really good show. Now, not that you're not busy enough with that. I mean, there's a million other things, plus a full-time job, I believe, too, that we're not even really going to cover. I mean, yes. I, <laughs> you, I hope that, you know, your girlfriend must be the most patient, caring person on the planet. Yeah, All right. Amazing. 
<laughs> the Shantaraj. There's a lot that goes into this gear, a podcast. Walk us through that because that seems like you got a really cool thing going. And I was blown away how many different styles and, and options for gear that you guys have online. Yeah. So it started as, uh, so I'm a, okay. I'm a very like loyal person. Right. And, um, it, I always wanted to, when I was able to do stuff, like we get the opportunity working at the radio station to do a lot of cool things, whether it's, um, being able to play broom ball at an Iowa wild game in between periods, whether we get, um, you know, tickets to go to something or whatever the case is, I always wanted to bring my good buddies along and guys that I like, I played with at Grandview and um, guys that I feel like I kind of, I owe some of my career to because without them, I wouldn't be where I am, where I'm at today. Um, So they just kind of, I'd always invite them to things. And one day, um, jokingly, we were talking about, um, there was an event coming up and we were talking about this on the morning rush and Heather's like, or I was like, she's like, are you going to bring your entourage around? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah go probably bring the boys. And she goes, you know, it's not even an entourage. It's a Chantourage. You know, that's great. And it, it like I, I thought about it. It was funny and it worked and it flowed. And, yeah. um, you know, and for the for a while, my buddies hated it. They're like, we're not we're, we're your friends. We're not like this whole group thing. Right. Well, it's like Dave Matthews band, like he gets all the glory and they're just right. Like this, yeah. Right. But, okay. and, 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 you know, so we, my buddy, Jose, my buddy pistol, um, I wanted to start a podcast and it was more, it wasn't really to make money. It wasn't to try and gain followers or anything like that. I, I really wanted to start it because I wanted to practice hosting. And this was before I had the Saturday morning pregame. And this, and we originally called it the 23-7 podcast. Reason being, I wore number 23. My buddy Jose wore number seven. And you're taking an hour out of your 24-7 schedule. Hey, that's clever. <laughs> to, I like that. To, to listen to us, right? And so okay. we were doing it. And um, it was going well. We were, we were interviewing people. And uh, we actually recorded it in the KXNO studios every week. And, right. and so I was lucky to where we were able to use that. Um, and it was on, it was on the iHeart app and all that. And, and, uh, it was a lot of fun. And then we, we actually brought in Brooks Reynolds, who's part of, he runs Bacon Fest, um, okay. here in Des Moines and Teddy Holly, who runs a couple of the bars here in Des Moines. And we brought them in for an interview. Like we were going to interview them because Bacon Fest was coming up and it was going to be a, you know, a whole thing. Well, they had so much fun, like doing it that we ended up doing an event out at beer can alley which is teddy teddy's bar and we he yeah. gave us like three nights there's it was uh during um college basketball you know, march madness he's like i'll give you three nights thursday friday saturday pack your vip section and let's see what ha- like we'll talk sunday pretty much like what can you guys bring to the table well All right. we like through like the th- three biggest nights of a party you could ever have wow and it was it was awesome and it wasn't like we were sitting there doing anything crazy it was just we wanted we were we were able to host people getting together right um and from there about a month later me pistol and jose sat there and we were like um maybe this is bigger than we think and maybe we should try and let's talk to teddy and we ended up becoming business partners and we launched 
he said, here's the thing. I'm all for this, and I let's do the podcast. He goes, but you got to change it to the Shantara show. Ooh, yeah. All right. And that's when the boys started finally to believe, like, okay, you know what? There's a chance for us to make money. Like, let's let's do let's do it. And yeah. so it became a thing, and we started doing the podcast. And um, some odd way, SUP became like my saying. I don't yeah. know why. It just kind of like sarcastically happened, and then like it stuck. It's like it's the same thing as like Chantraj. Like it sarcastically happened, and then it stuck. And so um, I came up with the idea last year that I was like, how about we do a merch line? And it just says, sup, sup, Iowa City, sup, and we do it in the college colors and see what happens. And we sold a, I don't know if I can swear on here. Yeah. We sold a shit ton. And, and it was, it was really cool to see. And I was, it was, it was awesome. And then, you know, I, I was emceeing at Drake and I started saying sup nap center to introduce the team onto the court. And it just, it's just kind of became the thing. So yeah. And as far, as far as the merch goes, that's how that happened. <laughs> okay. That's cool though. That's a cool backstory. One of my all time favorite shows is Entourage. So that has a little bit of well, flair to it. So tell me you watch that show. Yes, I'm- Entourage is my, it's, it's a top three yeah. show for me of all time. And I've watched it probably over. I can't even I can't even count how many times I've rewatched the series. And yeah. so the first time is so going back to that that beer canale party, right? Well Brooks was like, we want to make this huge. So he bought at he bought a Snapchat filter for the weekend. Okay. And it was it said Chantourage, but it was spelled out like in the entourage letters. Mm. Right? That's and like cool. The, and so you could the entire weekend in Des Moines, you could use that Snapchat filter. And then we were like Okay, that's great for like the weekend for Snapchat, but we don't want to get sued, so let's not use, <laughs> use uh, them if we're gonna start trying to make yeah. money, you know. So um, we came up with our uh, different logo and and uh, but yeah, that's the that's the podcast. So my uh, my buddy and I, that's like where we've got our most vulgar catchphrases from Ari Gold that we still use to this day. Like, <laughs> I cannot probably say, but um, you yeah, know, yeah. You, you know, you know where I'm going with that. It's, yeah. I think it's one of the greatest shows, if not the greatest sh- guys show of all for time. Sure. It's for sure. It's freaking awesome. I used to look so forward to that show and when it stopped, it about killed me. Um, so, and you also guys do the uh, ball. Don't lie. Kind of a sports gambling show, which mm-hmm. I think is very cool. Um, we have a group of guys we do. It's called like the Swarm, the 402 uh, show, a podcast where we do it about, you know, college football games and yeah. we pick them. And so like the guy that won, our, our buddy, Matt, we call him the Miller Light Delight. He's a big Miller Light fan. He, um, I think he got like 67% of the games right for the year and that was the best. So uh, tell us a little bit about the Ball Don't Like uh, Sports Gambling Show and what you guys do on there. Yeah, so that podcast is with Teddy, who I just mentioned, and um, a guy by the name of Justin Smool. Um, and Justin's background. So Justin's grew like grew up with Teddy and one of his best friends. Well, Justin's a is a golf pro, and he also lived in Vegas for a, a while, and okay. is kind of like a professional gambler. Okay. And so he was moving back to Iowa at the same time that Teddy wanted to do this podcast. And so we're like, well, let's, you know, you guys do it and kill it and let's just see what happens. Right. We had just linked a deal with Wild Rose Casino um, out in Jefferson. And it was like the perfect timing because 
like now we have a gambling podcast, right? Yeah. And we're like, but the key to making it work is like, if we're going to be serious about it, someone like we need to start off hot, right? Mm. So Smool started off his college football season last year, uh, 19 and one. Wow. And that there was all, all systems go from there. And, and then, you know, so they do, they do a gambling podcast throughout the entire football season. Um, So they'll be off until next August, September, Um, but they'll do, they do college football, NFL, and then they post all their picks. They don't hide anything or anything like that. So they do the podcast and the reason for the podcast, because you can just, I mean, honestly, what they can do is probably just put out their picks, right? But what they do with the podcast, they break down the games, they break down why they're leaning this way, if they've yeah. heard any research on things, because they, these two are phenomenal gamblers. I wish I could, I, you know, I listen to them on some things, but then I get stubborn and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go my own way on this. And then I, you know, realize that I'm an idiot. So well, You're uh, a slow learner like I am right. in the same so, way. You know what my problem is, is Teddy and Smool bet with their brains. I bet with my heart. Um, and, and that's just it's not yep. no we um we have kyle schlicker on all the time he's a former kicker at iowa he doesn't go with his brain at all he's like i hate michigan he bets against them every single time you know <laughs> th- things like that so it's it's pretty funny but that you know that's cool to hear sean that you know you have these friends and you have these you know the loyalty and the close relationship because that kind of stuff is like that's hard to find anymore. Yeah. I can tell you from a guy that's 40, you know, I used to, we used to have a lot of close friends and it's just like, as the years go by, people just kind of fall by the wayside. So um, that is very cool. So hold on to that. Cause that is a, that's a rarity anymore yeah. to be able to have a close group of friends like that. So that's awesome. Um, I want you to tell us too about, you're known for your white Sox fandom. You're living in a Cubs town right now and everybody there loves the Cubs. Maybe if some Cardinals fans, some few twins fans, I don't think there's a whole lot of White Sox fans. I'm a Sox fan, too. I don't like the Cubs at all. Tell us about how you became a White Sox fan and if you get a lot of grief living in Des Moines wearing that hat. So, so the funny thing the funny thing is, is I've been, I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. I've been living in a Cubs town my entire life. And, uh, and, and uh, you know, like growing up, I might. So the backstory kind of behind this was, so my dad's from New Jersey. And he grew up a Mets fan. Okay. And um, so he grew, grew up a Mets fan. Sports Center wasn't so he ended up going in, into the Navy, and he got he got sent to Great Lakes for boot camp, and then met my mom, and then stayed. Well, back in the you know late eighties, you know or mid eighties, there wasn't Twitter, there wasn't Sports Center. I mean, ESPN was around, but it wasn't like he it was hard for him to keep up with the Mets. Well, one of a Mets fan, he hated the Cubs because they used to have a huge rivalry. Yeah, so it was like I'll be damned if I'm going to root for the Cubs. So he kind of adopted the White Sox as his second okay. team, and turned into his first team. Um, but when I was born, it was very like, well, I don't care if he's a Mets or Sox fan, but he will not be a Cub fan type thing. And okay, I have pictures of me when I was two years old, one years old, two years old, with a Sox hat on and and the whole getup and and. Uh, I've just I've been obsessed with them my entire life. Like I I'm a I'm a Notre Dame fan. I'm okay. A, I'm a Chicago Bulls fan. I'm a Chicago Blackhawks fan. I'm a New York Giants fan, but that comes from my dad being from Jersey. Okay. Okay. But man, the White Sox are White Sox are life. And you know, 
I have a very politically uncorrect opinion about that whole thing. And I'm just going to say it is the more, you know, the older I've gotten and the more I learned, because growing up in Des Moines, I kind of like start, I, I flirted with being a Cubs fan for a while. You know, you got the Iowa Cubs there, you have all that influence. And the more I learned about it is White Sox fans are, are the real baseball fans. A lot of the Cubs fans are, they're doing it because it's cool. And because it's poppy, pop culture type of things, like any girl that doesn't know anything about sports, I'm going to get a Cubs shirt and be a Cubs fan. Um, Not all of them are like that. You know, I'm generalizing here. But Sean, do you agree with that statement? Are you going to like stay down the middle and stay neutral? No, no, I'm I'm 100% with you. I've I've lived it. I've watched it my whole life. Um, Now, I'm not going to sit there and say all Cub fans are like that because I know Cub fans that are diehards that – yeah know just as much about the Cubs as I know about the White Sox, right? But yeah, you, yes, you, you, there's a percentage that are just yeah. there because it's the cool thing to do, yeah. um, which is why White Sox fans are the way White Sox fans are towards, towards them. But dealing, and that's why I love it. <laughs> dealing with, uh, dealing with that here in Des Moines, you know, it's, it's, I love it because I do have a voice, right? Yeah. And I can't tell you how many people have DM'd me, called into the show, but didn't go on the air. It's like, keep talking White Sox. We're here for it. We're here for it. And and I would say last summer it really kicked off. But, you know, my girlfriend and I would be out, you know, going to farmer's market or whatever the case is. And I seen more Sox jerseys and Sox hats. No, it helps that they were good, right? But yeah. I've seen more Sox stuff and, and walking around Des Moines. And I've ever had my entire life. And I always sarcastically tweet out, just saw, you know, six people with socks hats on while I was at the farmer's market. The movement's here. Like I, I keep, you know, wanting to be that like voice for not only Des Moines, but the state of Iowa. Like there are socks fans here. There are a lot of them. And we can walk out of the, you know, we can come out of the shadows now and, and be proud. Oh, dude, I love it. That's exactly what we're doing here with the Hawkeyes in Nebraska. So, right, yep, yep. yeah, same type of thing. So, <laughs> I, I love that you're doing that, though. Getting the White Sox fans more comfortable, able to come out, banning people together. That's what we're trying to do here, too. So, I can totally, totally appreciate that, Sean. That's awesome. Um, bring us into a little bit about working with Drake University because, you know, I'm a Des Moines guy, grew up on the South side of Des Moines and I've always loved Drake basketball. Used to go to games all the time as a kid, played in Drake summer league, you know, got to see a lot of fun games. They weren't so great that when I was going, they're a lot better now than, than they were when I was growing up. You know, we got Matt Gatons and uh, Darren DeVries now. Tell us about those two guys, Gatons being a former Hawkeye and Coach DeVries really, I mean, he was at Creighton for a long time. You don't see coaches like that be that patient and wait. He knew where he wanted to go. He knew, you know, he had a vision and he stuck to it. He stayed patient. Uh, what are your thoughts on those two guys as coaches? And I got yeah. more questions about them because they're, I love that coaching staff. I think they're. I think they're both great. I know Darren a lot more, I guess, because we've we've interviewed him and we've and I've just kind of built a relationship with him. Um, Darren's a great guy, and he's your hundred percent. Like he was, he was the guy. Like he was the guy that needed that job, that yeah. wanted that job. And that's the thing is, you gotta when you're when you're talking Missouri Valley, you have to have guys that want to be there. Like it's not, yep. it, you know, some guys can use it as a stepping stone and, you know, guys like Nico Medved did, right? Like Nico was mm-hmm. there for a year and then, and then peace. But 
Um, some guys are just built for it, right? They're built yeah. to be a, they're they can be better than a valley coach, but they want to be a valley coach. And 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 I think Darren is that guy, man. And and he had it's amazing what he's done with that program. Um, I've been a part of the the program now for three years, and it's been a hell of a ride. And yeah. I've had so much fun doing it. Um, but Darren is he's he's Drake basketball man. Like he he's it. Yeah, he I, there's not a better fit out there right. than him. And I mean, I'm really hoping that he, you know, is seeing something, you know, I'm an idiot. I live out here in Nebraska, <laughs> but I got a vision. I mean, Mark Few did it at Gonzaga. What was Gonzaga really before Mark Few got there? You know, yeah. not much. Wichita State, you know, built their program up through the Missouri Valley. Do you think that um, and I, I think it could be different with him. Uh, this doesn't feel like a stepping stone job for Coach no. DeVries. I think it helps now that Tucker's there. I think, yeah. I think having Tucker there for at least now three more years is going to help keep him there. I don't see them. I don't see him moving. I don't see Tucker moving. Uh, I think they're very. I think they're. You know, I I know nothing. Like I could be in two weeks from now, something can change. But I, I think they're yeah. there. You know, at Drake for a while. And uh, yeah, he's. It's just he's. I mean, he just secured his I think fourth year in a row of twenty twenty plus wins. Uh-huh. Um, which is, yep. which is wild, you know, and, and from when I, it's, it's crazy the ride. Like when I started, I've been on KXNO now for since 2014. So seven years. And the last, I mean, the first three years were Drake is awful. Like I had the worst impression of Drake basketball, right? Like yeah. just like the worst. And um, Darren's first year was awesome. And then the second year um, is when I came on board in 2019 and it was, you know, They've obviously they've been phenomenal. I mean, it's it's been shown that it can be done there. It's just when it gets done, guys usually leave. So right. hopefully we can keep him around, keep building that program. And you know, the way that college basketball is set up, it's not like football. He can get into the tournament every year and make a crazy run. You know, you yep. never never know. Um, what do you feel like um with the transfer portal? Do you feel like that's helped Drake or is that becoming more of a hindrance for schools in the Missouri Valley, like mid majors like that. I, you know, it's, it's funny. Like the two guys, the, the two biggest names, Joe Yesifu and Leon Robbins were there. They transferred out to bigger and better things. At least thought so. At least yeah. it's going it, to, you can't stop it from happening. Right. Like guys yeah. are, you go on a run like Joe Yesifu did last year, who was a backup. People forget that. He was a backup mm-hmm. behind Roman Penn. Roman Penn got hurt. Joe Yesifu started getting more minutes and then went on a three-week run where he was like one of the hottest players in the country, mm-hmm. you know, and so he capitalized on that, you know, and, and it's funny to watch because he really hasn't gotten the minutes this year at Kansas where he transferred to except for when they played Iowa State a few weeks ago and he had his best game as a Jayhawk, which is just funny because – we all kind of sarcastically joked, like, oh, how many minutes is Joe going to get tonight? Like one or two, you know? And then he goes off and has just a phenomenal evening, which is great yeah. for him. Liam Robbins, I totally, you know, he transferred to Minnesota. Um, yeah. And then I, I forgot that he was at Vanderbilt. I think, yeah, Vanderbilt now. Vanderbilt. Yep. Yeah. So, but that's a guy, Liam Robbins, if he would have been, like, and this is a guy, he didn't have a scholarship. Yeah. He didn't have a scholarship. Darren was the only one that, that believed in him, was there for a year, had a great season. And then Peace, and the thing, man, like that's a dude that he could be up for Missouri Valley Player of the Year if he would have stayed. Yeah. Well, 
we're sitting here going, he's on Vanderbilt or Vanderbilt, right? Like that's the team he's on. So I don't know. I, I'm not going to say it helps them. or I mean, I'm not going to say it hurts them, but I think because they've benefited from it too. Yeah. So it's hard. I'm in between on it, I guess. So I don't know if you've ever heard this, and this could be completely out of left field, but with schools like DePaul and Creighton, you know, moving over to the Big East with Creighton having some some success, have you ever heard any grumblings in Des Moines ever about Drake potentially ever going to the Big East? No, it, every everything that I'm, it's Valley. It's all Valley. It's yeah, all, all Valley. Yeah. So, yeah, I haven't heard anything like that, and I don't, I don't think personally, I don't think it would be smart for them to leave the valley. I like them in the valley. I think that's where they need to be. The the games are a lot more fun, you know. Yeah. Like out here, like Creighton's playing teams that are halfway across the country every time in conference, and it's like Drake's playing a lot of those Midwest teams that are similar size. So it just it's a lot easier to get excited for those conference rivalries when you know they're you can actually go to the game and drive to the game and not have to fly can, across the country i can tell you and i have you know up until three years ago i had no affiliation to drake university like i i didn't you know, i'm a notre dame fan and i went to grandview right and yeah. i cover iowa and iowa state and i knew a little bit about you and i because of their their ncaa tournament runs but drake like wasn't a thing and after i got um, I got the call that they were interested in me doing like the MC and an in-game hosting. Um, I thought it was a great fit because I liked what they were building. I liked what Darren did his first year. I like I wanted to be they make you want to be a part of it, right? And I wanted to help with that. And so me being there now and being able to see these teams and seeing these you talk about rivalries like Loyola coming to town. Now yeah. obviously they're leaving, but um you and I, like the you and I game, you got seven thousand people in the nap center, the place is going nuts, it's up for grabs every time there's a basket made. Yeah. That's an environment that yeah. um, it, it's it's awesome. And you don't get that at a lot of places. No, that's like a really underrated rivalry that Drake, you and I, I mean, that um, was, was it on, I think it was on ESPN too. And yeah. I watched that. That was a lot of fun to watch. There's a lot of, a lot of good basketball being played there. Uh, right now we got Drake, their fourth in the Missouri Valley um, as of today. You, you watch a lot of sports, Sean, you know, you know, sports really well. Do you feel like Drake's going to be um, a team that's going to get into the tournament get into the field and, do you see them being able to catch fire and make a run? They got to win the Valley tournament. That's their only way in. Um, yeah. You know, I don't – right now you look at the Missouri Valley, it's a five-team race. And I put five because Bradley is a team that if they're if they're clicking, man, it's really tough to beat them. And that's what worries me about where Drake lines up right now because it's looking like they're going to line up as the four seed barring anything happening. Well, okay. Drake has matched up awful with Bradley this year. Bradley has swept them twice, or I mean, or swept them throughout the season. And just, it's a, it's a height and length thing. Drake doesn't have a lot of height and length and Bradley's filled with it. Okay. And, and you know, the unfortunate thing for Drake is they've also shot the lights out the two times they've played. Um, Cause you're going to look at Bradley's record. You're going, what's happening? How? Yeah. They are, being on the court with those guys, I've seen it. I've they're huge, yeah, they're huge. And Drake just doesn't match up well with that. Anybody else in the conference, Loyola, you and I, Missouri State, Drake can go toe to toe with any of those guys and beat them on any given day. Bradley, I'm not. I know Drake can beat Bradley. It just depends on a couple things. So yeah. that first round game makes me nervous. But 
Um, if Drake can get – if they can win that Missouri Valley t- tournament, I don't see why they can't make a little bit of noise in the tournament. Like, you know, last year they won that game uh, and then they ended up playing USC, which wasn't fun for a lot of people. Yeah. But, but I, they can do it. Yeah. All right, Sean. With the T-shirt, we had a little – pre-show conversation you're a wrestling fan as am i all you pro wrestling haters just we don't hear from you right now this is (laughs) this is a little wrestling talk so what are your thoughts right now on you know i'm pro wrestling if you're a pro wrestling fan this is a great time to be alive i mean you got wrestling on every single night of the week you got impact you got aew you got wwe what what are you watching right now sean like what you know what's your favorite promotion right now god you know what's funny is there was a while where I got out of the wrestling game. Like I, I, I go through, I think as I've gotten older, I go through phases. Right. Yeah. And, and for whatever reason, um, I'm always very loyal to, to WWE. It's, no. very, it's very hard for me to get away from WWE. And I think it's just strictly because that's, you know, I remember growing up and, you know, I was telling you before, like I just went back and rewatched, uh, the Monday Night Wars 20 episode documentary that they have. It's so on. good. It's, it's so good. So good. Yeah. Um, and I remember being, God, when all that was going down, I was in third and fourth grade and you go to school and it's, are you a DX guy or are you an NWO guy? And it was like yep. game stuff happening, you know, in the hallways. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I was, you know, what's funny is I was a, I was an NWO guy. Yeah. You know, like that's, that's before I claimed myself probably more as a WWE person. Yeah, um, and because I loved, I loved what it was about. I loved, I loved the NWO. I loved Hogan. I loved Hall and Nash. Me too. And about a year into that, when you know they started having the what ended up being the downfall of you know NWO and WCW is all these guys start joining. I was like, okay, well, let me click over and see what's. And then you got Stone Cold smashing beers, and you got The Rock and and DX, and and I was like, okay, this is a much better product. This yeah. is this is where I want to be, and I le- I stopped watching W or WCW, and I went to Monday Night Raw, yeah. and it watch rewatching that documentary. It's brought back so many memories, you know. And and now I'm sitting here watching, you know, I, I'm watching <laughs> WWE Network again, and I, I know what's happening, you know. Yeah. Like, I'm getting amped back up to be able to watch wrestling again. <laughs> WCW just became a mess. Like they let the all the guys have creative control, so it's like the whole roster joins the NWO, and it was just like, okay, yeah. This is and all these guys did. They didn't care. Like if it wasn't them winning the belt, then they were like, well, no, we're okay. Now we're putting in our creative control. You, we want to win the belt, and it was like, yeah, they ruined it. They ruined it. Did. It. it did. It did. They they really did ruin a good thing there. So Sean, I we're I need to ask you this, being a wrestling fan, okay. You're getting to live your dream. You're lacing up the boots. You're getting, you're a pro wrestler. It's Survivor Series. You can only pick three partners and have a traditional Survivor Series match. Three wrestlers of all time, any generation. Who are you taking to battle with you? Stone Cold. Okay. Mick Foley. Ooh, all right. God, I would have to... The third one's I I want uh, probably Undertaker. Honestly. Undertaker, okay. I mean that's a that's a heavy attitude era team right there. That's yeah, like yeah. Well, three that of the was best. Like, that was my wrestling man. That was my, yeah. I do love I love me some Seth Rollins. Love yeah, Seth Rollins. Yeah, um, Iowa guy. Yeah, um, I've never been a Brock Lesnar dude. 
Not a fan of him. No. I like his, what he's doing right now better than anything he's ever done, though. Yeah. He's more entertaining now, though. Who Who's your favorite guy right now that you enjoy watching the most in the current product that you get excited to watch wrestle? Oh, man. I would, it would probably be, I would probably be Seth, honestly. Because, yeah. you know, like, that's a dude, he's an Iowa guy. You yeah. know, I've seen him in the sta- the radio station before. You know, like, I was part of, I you know, a while back I didn't, uh, I produced an interview with AJ Styles. That was pretty cool. But no, that's Seth, cool. I would say, I would say Seth is probably, probably the dude. Okay. I've, I've been big on the AEW train lately. I just okay. got so much over the years. I got so frustrated with the booking and the stuff with Vince that I'm like, finally, when AEW came up, I'm like, all right, I'm cutting the cord right now. Something I was new, something fresh. I was a disgruntled fan. So yeah, I was ready to. We got, we got Monday Night Wars all over again now. Yeah. Yep. Just on different nights. So it, it's good mm-hmm. stuff. Um, all right. I know you're a busy guy. Got a million things going on, but we are going to end with one question to really make you think here. Okay. Being Mr. Des Moines, I really want to know this. I'm I'm coming back. I'm I'm a Des Moines guy, so I'm rolling into town. I don't really know. I don't really know what's going on, where the place to go is now. You know, I'm I'm totally out of touch. But your friend Adam's rolling into town, gives you a call. He's like, Sean, get the the Shantaraj together. We're going out. We're going to have some drinks. Where are we going? What are we drinking? We're going out on a Saturday night. Yeah. I'm going to take you to, uh, I'll take you to Beer Can Alley. Okay. okay. Um, we'll sit in the, we'll sit in the Chantourage VIP section. All right. We're going to cool. get, we're going to get a crap ton of beer. All right. I'm a, I'm a Miller Lite guy, but we'll get, we'll get you whatever you want. Uh, All right. I'm a big, great taste, less feeling dude. All um, right. Um, and then, uh, Depending on who's there, we'll get Brooks Reynolds. That means great bombs are going to be a thing. So get ready for some bombs. If Teddy's there, you do, we're doing tequila shots. And then, uh, yeah, it, it'll be a night on the town at Beer Can Alley. And then we'll wake up in the morning. We'll go to Breakfast Club. Oh, all right. I'm, I'm going to have to give you a shout out next time I'm in town and, and meet up for a drink. Sean, I would love watching what you're doing on social media. You can tell you're Thank just you. having an absolute freaking blast. And it honestly, from an outside perspective, you really just put out such a positive energy and a great vibe. And, and that pulls people to you. People want to see that and they want to be a part of it. And, and I can tell you from a distance, it, it's cool. It's cool to see. Um, you know, the, the morning rush is a freaking awesome show. I love it. Tell everybody there, keep up the great work, man. You keep killing it in Des Moines and thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule, man, to come on and talk to us. Yeah. Anytime, man. I love, uh, I love doing stuff like this. I love supporting guys that just want to do a podcast and talk and, and get to know each other and, and do something cool and be creative. It's, uh, it's awesome to see. And I'll, I'll support that any day of the week. Awesome. So, yeah, All right. Thank you for all the kind words. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Sean. We'll see you, man. Yep.